Podcast hosted by me, Dan. How are y'all? I hope you're doing good. This is season seven, episode eleven. This one we are covering Allison and Fools Rush in. Both directed by Jerry Paris, as always. Uh, Allison is written by uh, Pat Shea and Harriet Weiss, or Weiss, February twelfth, nineteen eighty, and then a couple weeks later, Beverly Bloomberg's Fools Rush in was on February twenty sixth, nineteen eighty, and in this one, in Allison. The Mr. C is having some billing trouble with um, the uh, power department. They keep turning off his power, and they think he's a deadbeat who hasn't paid. And so Richie and the Fonz go down to the power department to see what's going on, and they meet a hearing-impaired woman uh, played by Lindo Bova Bova from uh, Linda from Sesame Street, basically. She's a woman named Allison, and she's hearing-impaired. She's she's. Fonzie, she isn't resisting your attractions. She's deaf. And Fonzie starts going out with Allison and uh, falls for her pretty hard and ends up getting lots of lectures from Richie about how um, he's going to break her heart if he treats her like all the other women he, he treats. And they have a big birthday party for her. And there's some chicanery involving Ralph Malf's um, dress shirts. And in the end, um, Allison is happy. Uh, the Fonz not so much. Let me play you a little something. And I'll be on the other side. First off, it does seem like, once again, we're wandering into very early, very, very early, very special episode territory here. Uh, but I'm actually not 100% sure what the lesson is we're supposed to be learning uh, because, you know, we had Fonzie, you know, Fonzie was blind and then Fonzie thought, um, uh, Fonzie went in, what is, have his tonsils out uh, to show, you know, uh, Fonzie, oh, uh, you know, prayed and cried when he thought Richie was going to die after Richie's motorcycle accident. But I'm not 100% sure what, what the, the point of this episode is, mainly because the Allison character does almost nothing. She appears in the first scene where she spends most of her time not hearing what's going on around her. She's in the birthday scene and spends about half of that in the ladies' room, so we don't see her there. And she's in the final scene. And spoiler, in the final scene, we see her, that she has become engaged to a, um, a, uh, a man she works with, who we see early on um, doing sign language, uh, you know, speaking to her through, through sign language. It's a slightly weird episode. I don't get the lesson. The lesson at the end of the episode seems to be um, maybe that... I th- the, the episode seems to be at the end that... Um, and this this is going to sound like a weird thing. You, you know how they said, like, uh, they thought Fonz was cool and the Fonz never cried or he didn't pray or, or you know, or, or all this kind of thing. So what this feels like is a very special thing where whether this was what they meant it to be or not. And this is... I'm, I'm waffling around because now that I realize that it doesn't make sense to me 
Richie keeps saying to the Fonz, and the first time he says to the Fonz, it comes out of nowhere, so I'm wondering if the copy I watched off of TV land, remember everyone, season seven on or not on DVD, so we're watching these off of, copies taped off of TV. I'm wondering if they removed a couple important scenes like with Allison, because the way it's structured is, you know, he they he meets her, they 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 click, and then he and Richie have a long sequence where they're teaching sign language to each other. And Richie starts off with, "You're going to break her heart if you treat her the way you treat the rest of the girls. You shouldn't do that to her." Which, of course, begs the question: How come it's fair for the Fonz to do whatever he does with all the other women, and he can't do it with Allison because she's hearing impaired? Maybe you know when I was young, I was hearing impaired. I had trouble with my hearing. I wasn't I wasn't called you know deaf, I, but I had trouble with hearing. I, a couple of operations later, I'm I'm, uh, I'm I hear just fine. But uh, but it, but there's kind of this weird weirdness that um, Richie keeps coming, and he does it several times. He should you're going to break her heart, da da da. You know this that and the other. And Fonzie insists that he really does care for her, and then it gets let down in the end when it turns out she actually didn't really care for him. She she actually cared about this other guy, and she I guess she was leading the Fonz on or something like that. I guess, and I don't know is the is the implication at the end meant to be that like is the is it meant to be the Fonz is getting a taste of his own medicine with the way he treats the women and sort of lets them down and such. I don't know. That that seems a strange lesson to. T- I mean, could it be like did did someone did like a concerned teacher write in and say like some of my students are starting to go out with other students and they treat them like the Fonz and they take them out on one date and they make them pay and then they, they let them down and they break their hearts or something like that. Could we, could you please do an episode where the Fonz um, gets some of his own medicine? Now that, that's, that seems kind of unpleasant and that I don't think is really what the message is meant to be because that's not the way the episode plays out at the end. At the end, when Allison says, you know, uh, that basically her, her and this guy are getting married and she's been working with him and then they leave... And she gives the Fonz a hug, and the Fonz looks heartbroken. To me, that doesn't look like the Fonz has been taught a lesson. I mean, the thing with it, it, it kind, it's kind of. It, I don't, I don't think the episode means. I think what the episode is meant to do, because there's a point where the guy who's going to marry her, who's who's very good, because the Fonz thinks he's deaf, but he's not deaf. And uh, there's there's a there's a there's a point in there where. Um, he he says to the Fonz something like, until you went out with her, she didn't think she was attractive. And then when you were going out with her, she suddenly realized that she was in love with me and I proposed and we're getting married. And I think that's meant to be the message, I think. If it is, it's really muddled. It's very poorly done. As I said, Allison does almost nothing. So how can she be? The, how, she, she, she's, she can't be the center of it because she's not the center of it. The Fonz is the center of it. And if, if if the lesson is the Fonz got a taste of his own medicine for all the women he took out and kind of said, hey, it's so... But the thing is, we don't know the way the Fonz works like that. I mean, it's implied... The Fonz, the past season or two, he hasn't gone out on a ton of dates. And when he we see him with women, it just seems to be like... Like oh, it does. Nothing seems to be very serious when he's with them. That that's kind of the point, right? Is that he's kind of going from woman to woman, having a good time. They like going out with the Fonz. He likes going out with them. And I don't think there's any there's any implication that they are that it's meant to be anything more than just hanging out with the Fonz. But you know, I don't know what they get up to if they hit inspiration point or something like that. But uh, it it it's 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 weird because you never. Because it was always treated kind of like a like kind of like a, a joke, 
you know, the Fonz with all the women snapping his fingers and all the women come rushing and stuff like, like that. But clearly, if he was doing nothing but leaving a trail of broken hearts, that would have come up before. And it's really weird to me that Richie brings it up now because Allison is, is, is hearing impaired. That that just that just seems strange to me. again. Like I said, so if they're not hearing impaired, you can. Um, what if what if they're blind? What if uh, they're missing a foot? You know what? You know would would that be okay if if you know she let her down? What if she 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 limped or something? You know what if you know what if what if uh, she was missing an arm? You know would it be okay if he let her down? It's it just it seems strange to me that Richie would suddenly care about the Fonz he's dating. I mean, and I'm sure the Fonz did not take Richie aside. What was it was it earlier this season or last season when Richie, you know, go, while going out with Lori Beth, had a one-night stand with that reporter at the hotel? I'm sure he does it. He says, hey, Richie, you know, you do your thing. So I don't understand. All I can think is the episode is meant to be saying um, uh, you shouldn't treat people who are hearing impaired uh, lightly, flippantly. Um I mean, I would, and it's tricky because, like, she didn't think she was attractive, and now she thinks she was attractive, and now she's going to marry this guy who's not deaf and everything like that. And there's, there's kind of a, there's, there's kind of a weirdness to it. Like, Richie's doing that thing where he's like, "Don't break up with her the way you break up with your woman because she's deaf and she's different." But the point of the episode, right at the end, is that. Um, the Fonz has showed her that she she's not. I mean, yeah, she she has you know she's hearing impaired, but she she's she's not different. You know, she's she is attractive, and 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 guys do like her. And she did, but all people go almost all well almost all people go through that. Um, if you've ever been on like TikTok or, or Snapchat or something like that, you'll see tons and tons of people who I don't ever think had that thought about themselves once. But I know there are plenty of people who who are like I'm not attractive, this that and the other, and. And that that kind of thing seems to be the thing for me is that um, the Fonz took a woman who felt uncomfortable with herself and made her feel attractive, made her feel like she wasn't like just this. It's it's tricky because the the, the, the implication is that she feels this way because she's deaf. It's it's a weird, the the more I talk about it, the more, more sort of, it's just it's just a dumb little episode. It's it's a it's a muddled episode. There isn't enough material in it. There's like um, I, I don't even know. There's like a uh, let, give me a second here. There's like a uh, there's like a two minute bit where with Ralph and Chachi and Potsy who are in the band there arguing over the fact that they're all wearing Ralph shirts and want, Ralph wants his dress shirts back. That's the funniest part of the episode, by the way. Um, a lot of it seems labored. I almost sort of thought too when I was watching this that maybe um. Yeah, the 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 Ralph thing. That's that is the funniest stuff in there, and it feels one hundred percent like padding. It's not it's not a B plot where there's a plot running through about where did Ralph's shirts go. This comes out of nowhere, lasts for two minutes, and then is over. And it's clearly padding. I mean, it's so weird that like the episode presumably has some sort of lesson that's trying to impart on us, but it doesn't have enough material for the whole thing. It's it's under it's it's underwritten, it's underdone, and it's it's muddled and. I I you know I'm going to I'm going to stop it's, it's just I just don't think it's a very good episode it does it does really and I'm sorry I I stopped myself for a second there I was halfway through a thought but it almost feels like you know how um 
you know, Henry Winkler was doing water skiing, and so they put the water skiing stuff in Hollywood, the Hollywood episode. This almost feels like he had just learned sign language, or maybe he met Linda Bova and was like, oh, we got to have her on the show. The Fonz can learn sign language and stuff like that. You know, we can teach kids that it's it's cool to learn sign language. And stuff. It almost kind of feels like that. It almost also almost feels like, I don't know who these writers are. I, I don't recognize their names, I think, as, uh, from the show. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it almost feels like it. It it, it really does feel like a, a very early, like I said, very special episode where they're trying to push some sort of something on us. But I hate to repeat myself because it's it's a frustrating episode because you think it's going to be about the Fonz and Allison's relationship, but it's actually more about the Fonz learning sign language and Richie complaining to the Fonz than it is about the Fonz and Allison's relationship. Because like I said, all we see of their relationship is when they meet. The birthday party, which is implied to be sometime later, and when she says, "Oh, I'm engaged to this guy. I just got engaged to this guy." When was she going to tell him? When the, when the heck was she going to tell the Fonz, who clearly is interested in her, that she was engaged to another guy? That it, and that's that's weird to me. I mean, that that's why I, I'm wondering if like the hearing impaired thing maybe it couldn't have been air, a, added later because if the lesson is that um, the Fonz is getting a taste of his own medicine. Well, the more you think about it, the more unpleasant Allison's character becomes then. Um, because then she was leading on the Fonz. But does the Fonz lead women on? I don't, I mean, if the Fonz like has a date, a different date every other week, how, you know, he's not leading these women on, you know, they know what they're getting into. It's, I don't know, I should just stop talking right now because the, um, the, uh, the, the episode kind of gets on my nerves, uh, unfortunately, because I just, like I said, I don't. I don't get the point of it. I mean, and there's there's even like the last time he, when Allison and the guys say we're engaged, that episode begins with the Fonz, Fonz and Allison having a really long romantic kiss, and um, she, I mean, it, it's weird. So you almost get the feeling like so now that she feels attractive, she can be a jerk. And do you think maybe she thinks she can get away with it because she's hearing impaired? I don't know. I, I'm asking questions that I don't know. Because, like I said, if the lesson is the Fonz learns the lesson, then we need to clear up exactly how the Fonz dates and why a woman who is hearing impaired was chosen as the one to teach him a lesson. If the lesson is that we should find hearing impaired people attractive, yes, that's a, that's a great lesson, but it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't really... I doesn't make sense. Um, and if the lesson is... I don't. I think the lesson might be write a better script. I don't know. L- like I said, if, uh, there may be something missing from my copy that if I see that scene, I'll go. No, it all makes sense. But as it is, like I don't. Um, I don't particularly like this episode. I don't get what it's doing. Like I said, it's. I'm, I'm repeating myself. It seems muddled. It seems a mess. I don't get Richie where Richie's coming from. I get where the Fonz is coming from, but I don't get where Allison is coming from. I don't get it. Why doesn't she stop? If if she actually has a guy she's working with who's... I mean, did he just, like, walk in and say, hey, you want to get married? And she said, yes, I love you. No, I mean, the implication is that she's seeing both of them. So I guess maybe it is, like, the Fonz is... But if that's... Why is she... Uh, I'm going to stop. Fool's Rush In is the next episode. Joni and Chachi have their first date, and things go wrong.
is an excellent episode. I think I li- I'm liking Beverly Bloomberg scripts more and more. I think she's a she's an excellent. She's be- she's becoming like the go-to writer for the good scripts in the past couple seasons. Let's just start off with this this real quick couple couple things real quick. Uh, Potsy is going to see Bobby Rydell, who was a pop singer throughout the late '50s into the '60s and beyond. Um, no songs are mentioned in particular here, so there's no timing for, um, you know, when this might take place. I still. In the, in the opening scene, Richie leaves the front door of the house open, and Lori Beth is on the street with melting ice cream. But Joni is studying books, so school is still on. I think, like I said, I th- I think we're in the spring of '62. So with the Bobby Rydell thing, it's a little tricky because he had kind of hits all throughout this period. The weird thing about Bobby Rydell is I've heard the name. I know he was in Bye Bye Birdie. The weird thing was when I looked up Bobby Rydell's biggest hits, I don't think I've heard any of them, which is weird for me because normally I kind of know at least a couple of hits, you know, from, from some of these. You know, there there are Elvis impersonators that who had like one hit in like 1958 or 1959 when Elvis was in the Army that I know better, that I know their material better than I know Bobby Rydell's. But anyway, Bobby Rydell. And if this is 1962, Mr. and Mrs. C um, go on uh, uh date, the anniversary of them meeting up 28 years ago was their first date. 28 years. So this is 1962. They first went on their their first, they went on their first date. They didn't go first go on their first date. They went on their first date. 1934? Does that, I guess, that seems... Right, so it was. So they were together for over ten years before they. I don't think we know exactly when they got married, or do we? I forgot now. But 1934 seems like if 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 like Mr. C went into the army like in the first half of the 40s, and then maybe they got married right before that or right after. I'm not gonna go through. I find previous episodes where I've gone through when I think they had all their kids, but 1934 seems very doesn't seem quite right I, I i really feel like they would have started going out maybe at the start of the 30 the end of the 30s i'm sorry maybe around 30 39 maybe even 40 or something like that but 1934 my gosh that's two years after vic and sade started that was 1934 was on like old time radio was beginning to pick up 1934 we were still in like more or less like the first wave of um universal horror films <sighs> 1934 that just seems weird to me but anyway they do however mention driving a LaSalle and of course you, you it's funny because right there the LaSalle you instantly think of all in the family gee the our old LaSalle ran great uh those were the days and I guess that's kind of what's happening here I don't know it's it is Archie Bunker's place is on right now and, and I think I, I think Archie Bunker's place is still on right now and doing doing pretty pretty well but pretty good but yeah, so so apparently, yeah, their first date was circa 1934, 1935-ish. Well, I mean, 1933, 1934, wow. Jeez, and I do like that they went and they parked, and I, I like that the the Fonz is giving up his night to drive the tow truck that's going to pull the LaSalle to take them to Inspiration Point. I like that very much. The Fonz, the Fonz doesn't do that much in this episode. Um, he does give Chachi some dating tips, and I, I guess gives him some money or, or something for for a uh, uh, date. And um, uh, It's Now or Never plays at one point, uh, because that was a big hit for Elvis in 1960. Uh, it's nice to see Laurie Beth in this. You don't think you're going to see her, 
Um, but then she shows up for a few minutes. And, and it's, it's weird, as this season is drawing to a close and Richie and Ralph are going away, Ralph and Richie seem to be having less and less to do. Now, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. Like, Joni and the Fonz are kind of taking over and Chachi is having more to do. And I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm not okay with Joni's hair, like the perm or whatever it is. I just don't, I just, I don't like that hair on Joni. I think Aaron Moran is, is you know, very attractive. And, and I don't like that hair. You know, my mom had that hair. Every woman I knew in the early 80s, like all my aunts, and every, they all had that hair. And so that hair is like, that's ridiculous to me. I Is that, I, I was going to look up uh, perms when perms became a big thing. But I, it's like, no one else has a perm. And the, I mean, did she like go out and get a perm? And when she came back in, they couldn't do anything with it. So they're just rolling with it. You know, that reminds me of what the, um, is it the third season of You Can't Do That on Television? I think it's the third season. Um, 1982 is that the one where Moose Christine McGlade came back from the summer and she got like a punk haircut and she shaved her head and I think maybe colored her hair or something like that so throughout that season she wears a really bad wig I was wondering could, could they just put maybe put a wig on I just like her hair it's, it's one of those things where like in this scene when Joni and Chachi are together and they kiss and, and finally at the end of the episode I'm actually looking more at Scott Bale because he has better hair and they're both they're both very attractive. They're both very 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 good looking people. But um, I kind of like ah oh, Joni. I don't know you're you're turning you're turning into a mom ahead of time kind of. And um, it's it's funny. Yeah, that hair that hair that to me is sort of like like I said that's like mom or aunt hair. It's not aunt hair. You've got aunt hair. Mom or, or aunt hair. Not uh, not hot gal hair. And. Yeah, so so I, I I think I've covered sort of the bits and bobs of it. Uh, Rydell and the date, and it's now or never. Uh, I like Ralph's what, big scene in this where he's he's talking about dating with the Fonz. It's very funny. I'm gonna miss Ralph. I will miss Richie too. Richie, um, they've just made Richie kind of a pompous ass now, um, which is okay because we only have four more episodes and then he's he's gone. I, although I think he's the focus of the next one. Then we got one of the weird, I think the musical episode coming up, right? Okay, anyway. Uh, so, so, I mean, the focus of the episode is um, Joni and Chachi's basically their first date. Um, now, uh, as, as you may or may not know, uh, Amanda Reyes and I covered Joni Loves Chachi, the show, in detail, in depth, episode by episode. Uh, more so than I'm doing here on my podcast, Eventually Super Train. So if you go to episode one of Eventually Super Train, which I'm Sure is still up. I know it's up on SoundCloud. I, I I have no idea if it's up on Apple Podcasts or or what's on Spotify. But but if you listen to episode one, uh, I begin the episode by going very in depth through Joni and Chachi's relationship up to the point where Joni loves Chachi begins. Uh, this is we saw in Hot Stuff that Joni kind of implied that she'd go out with Chachi. At the beginning of this, there's kind of a weirdness where they're both kind of waiting for the other to kind of step up and do something and um it's implied that they've been they 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 haven't like gone out and chachi says you know i kind of like i want to be like your boyfriend so it's not a boyfriend girl i'm I'm wondering what it was they did where did they go what did they do i mean are they just talking on the phone is he stopping by and saying hello they're very vague on what it is they've actually been doing they haven't kissed um Oh my gosh! Wait, wait though. It just occurred to me that if I'm referring to hot stuff, uh, and and not bringing any sort of taint with 
taint your wagon. And I'm not going to bring in any sort of tainting, taintage with the fact that uh, she said, yeah, she might go out with them the night Chai Chai accidentally burned down Arnold's. But it occurs to me that if that is the point when Joni and Chachi kind of express some interest in one another, and it's great because Chachi does say that he's always kind of liked her, but it was the height thing. And now that he's a bit taller than she is, he, he's finally ready to go, but he's very nervous. And she's been putting him down for so long, right? And and uh, but, th- but it just occurred to me, uh, how long does it take to rebuild the place? I do love that you see the Fonz doing some bookkeeping in the episode. So, so And he, he implies that he's going to meet a gal at his apartment who's going to dance for him, uh, which is great. But you also see him doing bookkeeping and, you know, giving Chachi, uh, his cousin, some money to go on a date. And you see him hauling a tow, tow truck with a middle-aged couple out to Inspiration Point. That's the Fonz. The The focus of the show is changing, everyone. And the great thing is, is that the focus of the show is changing in this season. So when Richie leaves and Ralph leaves, it isn't something where like, oh my God, the, the, the person who was the main character of the show is gone and one of the secondary characters is gone and now we have to reconfigure the whole show. No, they're reconfiguring the show. They, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but they're, they are giving people who aren't Richie and Ralph more stuff to do. Potsy, still ain't got much to do. I mean, he does drop off his two cousins, nephew, niece. I don't know who the heck they are to babysit. That, the, the, okay, I'm, I'm jumping all around. If you listen to that first Adventure Super Train, I, yeah, I go in-depth through it. And the thing is, like, this is a long time that Joni and Chachi haven't had, like, a proper date if it began before the restaurant burnt down. And now they've completely rebuilt the restaurant. It's open, business is cooking. And it's, I mean, how long does, how long would it take to redo everything? It just, it seems like a very long time and someone maybe needs to step up to the plate. And I, I like that they both, you know, talking to Richie, talking to Lori Beth and uh, Joni and, and then and then talking and, and, and Shachi goes and talks to the Fonz. And, and Arnold looks like it's swing and it definitely looks very different, feels very different. And they have a waitress there with a very short skirt. I'll give a round of applause for that. Uh, so what? Oh, what else? Yeah. So I overall, I think I think it's an excellent episode. I mean, it's it's kind of too bad that if it took so long for them to get to a point where, um, you know, Chachi, and they were actually going on a date, that they wind up with these two kids kind of bothering them the whole time. And it's funny. I will say this: I'm recording this the day before Thanksgiving. The TV Land episode I'm watching. Uh, it has commercials in it, and one of them is for upcoming Thanksgiving episodes. Oddly enough, the like the Beverly Hillbillies, they don't mention... Did, was Beverly Hillbillies not on TV land? Beverly Hillbillies has at least two, if not three, Thanksgiving episodes. Season two, what, season seven? Um, and maybe season one. I forget. Yeah, season one, right? Because they have a Halloween, a Thanksgiving, and a Christmas, I think, in that first... Um, in the first season. Which is a rarity, because Happy Days did that too, but that doesn't happen a lot. Anyway, sorry, that's a little um, that's that's a little aside there. But I, I like the scene with the two of them together. Chachi looks nice. Joni looks... Ch- Chachi looks very, very... De- he does look dapper. He looks good. Joni looks a bit... Um, I don't know. She <laughs> With her, the hair and the dress she's wearing, she looks like she's trying to frump it down, and I, I don't know about that. Um, but it is nice to see them together. And um, uh, it's funny, regardless of what you think of Scott Bayo as sort of a person... Um, He's very good as Chachi, and they're they're a cute couple together, and it's great because because Scott Bayo at that time he was very very limber. If you, if you've ever seen the um, 
uh, Battle of the Network Stars he's on. He was the best. I think there were only a couple other people that were as good as him on the, the obstacle course. See, see, like, like, see if you Google, uh, check on YouTube, like, Battle of the Network Stars, Scott Bayo obstacle course, and watch him run that thing and leave everybody in the dust. Because he has a moment where he's, like, up on the steps talking to, I think, the sister, and then he kind of leaps over the plants and kind of does a bounce and kind of goes almost like there's a trampoline there onto, onto the couch and it's very nicely done. It's very funny. Uh, and they just, they make, a, they make a cute couple. I mean, I'm not going to go on about it because the show uh, it will very much, uh, they will become one of the main sort of focuses and sort of tenets of the show. And so, um, and they, they, this is kind of where it properly starts. You know, there's a hint of it in Hot Stuff. This is where it starts. They kiss, and it's sweet. I love the fact that Chachi just thinks it's ruined, and he goes to leave, and Joni just gets right up. Boom, puts the puts the mouth right on him. It's very nice. I mean, yeah, those kids are annoying. The one kid has a bad cold and is having trouble breathing, and they don't really do much. For some reason, I remember this episode featuring like like a dozen kids screaming and yelling and getting in their way but it's not really it's every time they try to kiss the brother comes down and complains about something until Chachi says I'm gonna uh, something like I'm gonna hurt your little body or something like that which is a little slightly strangely uh, put but then this was a 1980 sitcom uh you know that's set circa 1962 so do do I need to say it's date you know it's, it, was, it was funny I was I was reading an article today on um uh Thanksgiving movies and this article i read on on this site i i stopped uh paragraph in when it got to like um there aren't a lot of big thanksgiving movies uh, of course there's the um there's the uh beloved but dated planes trains and automobiles and i thought what does that mean do you have to say but dated the film is what uh 35 years old it's a john hughes film from 35 years ago of course it's dated when does something not become dated i mean uh you know the marvels just came out that's obviously not dated because that just came out but is iron man dated is incredible hulk dated you know using mcu you know stuff like that you know is was the first harry potter film dated by time we got to the last harry potter film you know, it's like date to me. That's 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 kind of like. Do you need to say that? Do you need to? Do you, I, it's funny. I, I guess that's just the way. You know, with I don't I don't know. I'm sorry. That was a bit of a, a strange tangent there. But I just I find it I'd like like when I was growing up. You know, I would you know in the, in the late seventies and into the eighties. You know, I would watch the latest TV show. We go to see the latest movie, and then I'd watch some Laurel and Hardy and Abbott and Costello. You know, I'd watch a I watch a horror movie from the nineteen forties. You know, I watch something sci fi from the fifties. You know, and I always knew. You know, you got to adjust your mind and things that are older. Sometimes things happen that might not be you know uh, great to to watch. And it's just it's just so. But I guess that's our Chachi, right? Chachi is very. It's it's funny because the Chachi we always knew previously was like an artful dodger type guy. But now that he's actually with. Uh, and isn't there? Isn't it implied at one point that he and the Fonz like take triplets out or something like that? But but here with Joni, he's just. I th- I think it's just he's known her so long and and he's just he's just nervous. But you know when he shows up in his suit with the flowers and the chocolates and when he sits on the chocolates, it's funny. He does some good slapstick in there, which will he he will continue to do. And I just think it's a good episode. It's a love. It's lovely that they did one where they finally had Joni and Chachi kiss and kind of show that okay. This is going to go somewhere from here. Now we are at the end of the season, more or less. We have four episodes left in the season, and I know that one of them takes was shot before this one because it has the old Arnolds in it. But uh, 
we've got four we got yeah four episodes left and it's it's like like i said they're they're laying the groundwork for the fact that in the next season they will be a couple and we'll go from there so uh i think it's a very good episode and allison <laughs> dud town this one very good fools russian I, I i like it uh so what do we got next i actually don't know what we have next here let me see Next up, we have Father and Son, uh, which is a Richie and Mr. Uh, Mister C heavy one. And then a Potsy is Born, where Potsy, um, Potsy uh, gets... Uh, oh, I think... We're, yeah, Potsy thinks he's a star or something or other. So, and then, yeah, so, so we're, we're winding it up here. Everybody wind it up. Season 7 should be... These should all be posted by the end of 2023. So if you're listening, apart from that, you'll know that this is, like I said, this is being recorded around Thanksgiving. It will go up in early December. So again, be good to yourselves, everyone. And we'll be back next time with uh, with some more stuff. Hey, Chachi and Joni are now an item. Awesome. Talk to you soon. Eyes, these are such happy days.